Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Chaba. I'm Kino. And I'm Cheesy. For today's topic, we, we decided to um, have a conversation about metrics, but more specifically about bad metrics. When, when you hear somebody saying bad metrics, what comes to your mind first? Well, for me, uh, it's a metric that you can make look good without really achieving what the metric is intended to measure, right? So uh, let's say that there is a metric that that uh, magically measures uh, productivity or, or performance, and um, you can expose a certain behavior that makes the metric look good, uh, makes everyone think like, wow, these, these people here are very productive or... Uh, high performance, but uh, but actually the reality is is the exact opposite. That's what I would consider bad metrics. Yeah, I would just add to that. For me, a bad metric is a metric that causes teams to start to adopt bad behaviors or behaviors that are counter to uh, delivering value. Uh, in Lean, uh, there is this term called vanity metric. What are your thoughts about that, guys? I'm I'm assuming that you're talking about those those metrics that make people look good, but they don't really say a lot, right? So, so to to Cheesy's point, they're not necessarily damaging, if you want to put it that way. Uh, they're not necessarily damaging. They don't necessarily force teams to um, to introduce bad behaviors to um, to measure. The, they're just measuring things that that make them look good without it carrying any value in itself. So while I think it's a waste of time to measure vanity metrics, uh, most of them are harmless. So let's, let's find some examples in, in, uh, in, these, in these bad metrics. Uh, let's try to, to see who can have the, uh, the, the three of us talk about the worst of the, of the metrics we ever, we ever uh, faced during our career. I got one. I got one. Lines of code. How many lines of code can you produce? What's wrong with that? <laughs> wow, what's good with that? What's wrong with lines of code? Well, first of all, lines of code are have no direct correlation to the value that you deliver. It, the more lines of code that you produce does not necessarily mean that you're producing more value, even more so sometimes uh, by producing fewer lines of code, you make your code uh, less complex while achieving the same result. Uh, and as a result, uh, your code is actually better. It makes it easier to maintain, makes it easier to add other functionality to it. Um, I actually was told once, and I'm not quite sure if it's a uh, uh, an urban myth or, or, or an urban legend or, or not, but uh, I was told once that there was even a metric at uh, at Google that, that actually told you how many lines of code you were able to remove and that was supposed to be a good metric and i kind of like that an awful lot more but number of lines of code that you can write per day to me is completely useless and uh, and definitely generates bad behavior i once had a client who wanted to measure number or the number of dollars per story point you can imagine that so and and Basically, they wanted to use that as a metric to say, oh, this team is more expensive than that team, you know, or, or whatever it might be. Clearly, uh, it was just a, 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 a terrible, terrible, terrible metric from the get-go. Uh, but, there, but there's another one that I think that is, is just a little bit more sinister, not in that it's necessarily a, a bad metric, but in that I see it used 
poorly continuously, and that is velocity. And so what what and where I see it used improperly is where velocity is reported out of the teams and management use it as a way of trying to determine which teams are more productive than others or which teams are better, should be rewarded more or whatever it might be. Uh, and, and so, uh, and the reason I say it's more sinister is because it's very, very widespread, even though, you know, uh, velocity is something that can help teams out a lot or help product teams out quite a bit. Uh, the way that I'm describing it being used is, is really detrimental to being able to forecast in general and detrimental to teams being able to try to find ways to improve and measure how those improvements are working. And what I'm describing is just so widespread that 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 I think it's one of the worst things that we have. And it also leads to forcing teams to have to do the whole sizing of user stories and other things like this. It causes a lot of bad behaviors, right? It's uh, the, the forcing teams to to compare themselves to to other teams, forcing them to have uh, stories that mean the same or have have a similar amount of of uh, story points associated with it, uh, making story points mean the same between uh, between teams. All of those things are um, are results of uh, wanting to use velocity as a comparative metric between. Uh, yeah, one interesting thing that that I've seen what when uh, when story points and velocity is used that eventually the organization develops this uh, this expectation. Right? They say, well, you were always able to deliver so many points, and you should be able to deliver the same amount of points, of course. And and we all know that that is, this this often changes, right? The, the, during the lifetime of a project, that the team can face the, the different different difficulties. And then and then when this expectation starts happening, what I've seen, uh uh it's it's a funny um a funny side effect that point inflation happens. So, so the team starts because it's human behavior, right? They they realize, oh, we have to deliver so many points. Then why not just vote higher points? And uh, and 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 it's funny how how after that the team is celebrated. They say, yeah, you guys doing a great job because you now suddenly deliver higher amount of points. But does anybody really looking at the value that that these or or uh, these these teams deliver, and and completely missing the, the 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 main the main reasons we do software development in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Again, metrics being used improperly. So uh, another really really bad metric or use of a metric just came to my mind. I was just remembering something that a client did a while ago, which was uh, first of all they tracked the number of defects that were found, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? I mean, it, it's a it, it's good thing to know and understand how many defects we're putting into the system. But what they did is they would use that as a tool for the testers or the QA on the group. So, for example, if there were a large number of defects, the the testers uh, were rewarded for that, and so as a result. Many, 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 many things that weren't defects constantly came out, and it created this this animosity between the developers and the testers in this case, where the, the testers were, 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 were out there to try to find as many 
possible things as they possibly could. Sometimes they would find one defect, but they would create five different tickets for it because it was great for them. Again, you know, something being used uh, in, in a bad way, causing the wrong behavior. Yeah, you just um, introduced a whole set of bad metrics that actually uh, are completely opposite to collaboration and are completely opposite to owning a, a result, uh, whether it's a piece of software or service or, or, or any other solution, uh, owning that together as a, as a single team. Uh, metrics that drive a wedge between um, different roles on a uh, on a team and so forth are the ones that I, I would kick out first of all, and this is this is clearly one of those. There are some other metrics where where people are assessed individually, where uh, sometimes they're looked at as uh, okay. So developer A has fifteen check ins today. Developer B has uh, has seven check ins today. Well, so developer A must be working almost twice as fast, or maybe even a little bit more. Then developer B, those particular metrics drive a wedge between those developers or uh, in, in the case that you uh, you pointed out, cheesy between uh, testers and developers. And uh, and it's a shame, right? Because ultimately, you're all trying to to build this this piece of software. You're trying to deliver that value to the, to the customer. We, we discussed this, that, that what they call bad metric. Uh, what would be, and, and uh, apologies for the for the word play, but what would be the metric of a metric? What I mean is that what what would be those minimum uh, questions or minimum, lit, minimum litmus tests that you guys think should be applied at a metric to be able to decide whether it is this is a bad or has a potential to be a good metric? For me, the the number one thing that comes to mind is um, is inspired by a book which was titled How to Measure Anything. Uh, I read it a number of years ago, and in the first chapter, the uh, the author pointed out that um, unless you know how to respond to a metric, don't measure it. So basically, what I mean by that is if you, if you don't know what to do when your metric shows positive or shows negative, being good or bad, if you don't know how to respond to it, if you're not willing to respond to it, well, then don't measure it. So the, for me, the very first um, characteristic to call it a good metric is you are willing to do something when the metric is bad. You mean you mean the metric is measuring something that you that you think is bad? Is an, an yeah unwanted level or uh, like for instance, if you're measuring quality and there's something uh, quality is low, well then act on it and do, do something about it. If you're willing to do that, then that's a good sign of at least a metric having an opportunity to uh, to being a good metric. For me, what makes a metric good is that it's at the right level of granularity. And, and what I mean by that is that uh, we often look at metrics, uh, individual metrics. I guess I might look at some things on my own, but, but let's talk more about team metrics you know, and, and that has a level of granularity that's designed around helping teams know what they can do to improve or helping them know what was the, the response or the effect, if you will, of maybe a change that they're trying at the team level. And, and of course, those uh, there are metrics that roll up more to products uh, where you might have multiple teams working on it, but those metrics tend to be at a higher, higher level. They shouldn't be looking at 
the same things that a team looks at. And of course, there are things that roll up more to the executive level. Again, if at the executive level, they're looking at bug counts, for example, or if at the executive level, they're, they're looking at things that are really granular, really small, then it's almost a recipe for abuse. And so, so I, I think at the high level, we're looking for big trends, you know, uh, in different directions. At the team level, we're, we're looking for the nuances of little changes that we're making or little improvements that we're trying. And uh, so different metrics fit at different levels. And so when I see those team level-ish type metrics, uh, which might be uh, quality focused or more outcome focused, or when I when I see those more granular things talked about at, at senior levels or at, at executive level, then then I, I start to think that uh, that that there, there's a problem right away. If you need to go through extra effort, and I'm talking about significant, right? I'm not talking about uh, something really small, but if um, if you need to go through extra effort to measure or capture the metric, then there's probably something wrong as well because um, you, you you might actually um, skew the result um, just just by measuring it. Um, so the, the best thing you could do is try to figure out if you can get some data um, from the system itself, uh, from the workflow, from whatever it is that you're capturing uh, already uh, without you needing to introduce any other... Um, actions, if you will, to, to get the data. Yeah, so pretty much what you're saying, you know, is that that as uh, as easy or as objectively that, that metric can be obtained by automation, by a system, the higher is the chance that that, that metric is is going to be more informative, right? The, the most classic one is, let's say, in, when, we, when we measure uh, Google Analytics, right? Because that's, that, that's coming that's coming fr- straight from, from a tool and from, from user behavior. Is that what you were thinking about? Yes, and the less incentive there is to to game it as well uh, even though there's there's other external incentives that might cause gaming uh, at least you can get rid of the uh, of that piece well, something for for me the litmus test is is this metric rather measuring outcome versus output right and 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 your example uh, you know what you mentioned about the um, about the line of code that's a classic output metric Right, and and that that's that's what I would I would add that ask yourself, dear listeners, is is this going to be more of an outcome or more of an output? And and of course there is there's sometimes some gray areas, but at least having this conversation within your teams about this, I think it's a key it's a key moment. I think the number one learning I had over the years, and I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one on this call, um, is that as soon as you start sharing metrics with a management level, you've got to be very careful because a metric might lose all its meaning right there, right then. So it's it's really important that uh, as a delivery team, you come up with your own metrics that you keep inside, that you keep uh, to yourself, but that you use to analyze your own behaviors, that you use to figure out uh, what you need to improve, where you need to improve, what the most impact has, and so forth and so forth. But keep it keep it internally as much as you possibly can. And this concludes today's Continuous Delivery Podcast. Thank you.